What up? Oh yeah, again and again. What's up, everybody? Ready PG? Um, got a great interview for you this week. Um, we have been gracious enough to meet um, some really awesome people on Instagram lately. And one of those people kind of at the top of our awesome list there is Sean Hates. He is a uh, film director, horror movie director, um, with a, quite a few titles under his belt so far. Um, this week we sit down and just kind of get to know him as a person, how he got into the industry, um, and then talk about some of the films that he's made. Um, you can check out uh, his movie Big Top Evil on Paramount Plus at the moment. Um, but then he's got um, some other stuff on, you know, kind of coming. Uh, you can also check out Mangrove Slasher 2. That is on um, Amazon Prime. It's like three or four bucks uh, to own. So totally worth um, every penny spent on that. But yeah, um, so about 60 minutes. Uh, great interview. Um, awesome director. I make some killer stuff. No pun intended. Um, check him out. Check him out on Instagram. Follow him at Sean underscore hates. Um, you can also follow um, some of his upcoming projects, uh, which are Cannibal Comedian, Thumper's Revenge, and uh, Area 5150 as well. Um, we'll see you guys in a week. Peace. Excellence. It's nice to finally officially meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Quite some time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Toxic Doom, uh, those guys over there. Uh, I think that's how we linked up, right? Yeah, Sucks. man, I love yeah. those guys. Um, so I met Chris at um, CreepyCon back in okay. February at the nice. Ontario Convention Center. I was just walking around hosting interviews with different vendors and picking out the ones that were like doing something a little bit different. Because you know, everybody, I don't know how often you go to those things, but it's always like you know, black t-shirts and, you know, Michael Myers and Freddie on something. And so I always like to pick out the different ones, but even though he was selling apparel, his, his stuff was better than most. So yeah. I started chatting with him and he's a super cool dude. And then we just stayed connected that way. And then, um, he ended up tagging me on like a horror news press release about, um, cannibal comedian. Ah. I was like, what is this? And, and so I just kind of started looking at it and that's how you and I kind of met. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We, we just started talking about uh, possibly him doing a t-shirt for the movie. So we're, ah, that's so, so that's cool. starting to be in the works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told him I, I, I kind of wanted to do the same thing with the podcast because we don't have um, any merch. So the idea of like doing something with him is kind of like our first merch outing I, th I thought would be pretty cool oh yeah 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 that's cool yeah i just love original people and in sort of you know just not like like not quite at the level like i'm not at you know uh blumhouse level he's not at like terror threads or or whatever some of those bigger apparel companies that are in the horror uh thing so we kind of like i think it's a good match for both of us to just you know get our stuff out there and like work together and you know and uh yeah because you know it, the thing that I've, I've learned real real fast is uh how the the horror community and even like he does more like he does this like cool heavy metal thing too which i'm a i'm a metal fan as well but um yeah his, he just had a unique flavor to his to his style and it's just I, I appreciate their originality and 
but anyways like i i think you know with uh just the horror community like we uh they're very diehard fans you know so it's like and so it's just cool yeah you always want to try to just link up with it's all about networking anyways but 100 percent uh yeah yeah it's just yeah I, li- I do like those events i haven't been to the creepy con yet i was i was um uh, thinking about going because i have some stuff like i have like i'm putting together some merch um i have like uh uh, I have these uh, Big Top Evil nice. Blu-rays, and uh, also uh, I have... Uh, you got uh, any Mangrove limited... Slasher 2 Blu-rays? Cause... <laughs> I got DVDs. Okay, I I was like, I'm going to yeah. buy it on Amazon for like three bucks, but I can't get a digital signed, you know what I mean? In the, yeah, the yeah, off-chance yeah. that I meet you, I need a physical copy. <laughs> I have a few. We did one order a very long time ago, like 1,500 of them. Nice. And they, I think I have like two or three, like just like around in, in a box. <laughs> that, but that's good though. You, I mean, of all the ones that you pushed out, they're all gone except for the ones that you yeah. got, you got left. So that's, that's good. Yeah. 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 It was like randomly found a few. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And then a, a friend of mine too, cause I, I was, uh, I, I started pushing mangrove slasher two, uh, like a year ago when I, when I put it on Amazon prime and, uh, the person, um, she calls herself Miss Sadistic, uh, who's in like all my movies, uh, had had some of them and and just gave me back some. <laughs> yeah. It's like here, just kind of left over. Yeah, yeah, in the plastic still too. So. Oh, nice. And I've seen on eBay too; they're selling them signed ones. Oh, like, oh, really? All right, look look at that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, buy, um, buy my own uh, DVD back signed by myself. <laughs> Do you mind if we start by like you telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, uh like uh, filmmaker wise and sure, whatever, that, you, whatever you jazz. feel like sharing. I mean, it's how we come to met to meet you, right? As a filmmaker, horror filmmaker specifically. So, you yes. know, there is a little bit of that stuff that I'm going to want to talk about, but. Other than that, just trying to get to know Sean because you know we've just been chatting in in you know Instagram uh, messaging and just I was genuinely interested in knowing a little bit about more you know you as a person. So whatever you you're comfortable sharing. Perfect. Uh, so I was born no <laughs> uh, Sarasota, Florida. I was. I know that one. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as a little kid, I mean, a lot of us are like this too. But uh, you know, I was I was. I, I sort of take it to the next level. Like even as a little kid, I put, I put on these haunted yards and I get all my friends involved, you know, I'm like 10 years old and I'm like, okay, you're going to jump out of this grave. You're going to do this. So I, I was lucky enough to have a mom that was like into the Halloween and, and helping like make these graves, you know, just spray painting and cutting out cardboard and like literally creating from scratch which is a little different than you know just go buying it at target or something like that so we would we would build these graves and and uh we even had this like halloween tree and you know spray painted it black it was like a dead tree and and put uh ghosts and all sorts of things on there so i was i was really into it and even at that time i think i was like 12 and i and i wanted to be freddy krueger for halloween and i don't even think i saw that movie before I just that character stood out to me and uh and we did that and uh from there then uh, you know my uh my uh my grandmother had got a video camera a digital video camera and uh 
and I was, uh, you know, I took that from her and just started making movies. And uh, I think that's, and then the horror thing, I think, just came along with like, just, just this, the thought and the feeling of just being scared and uh, that it's like exciting to watch something. Like, I think the first time I saw a horror film, I was, I was, it was the same feeling as like the first time getting on a roller coaster you know that okay. first time yeah where you're just like really freaked out but then after you're like so excited like <laughs> overexcited that you did it and you want to tell everybody and right. i remember the when i watched the horror film and and my mom like picked me up from my friend's house and i got through the whole thing and i was like oh my god i love when they just slice the guy's guts out and they they spill out and the guy's you know his head comes off and and I don't know what she was thinking then, you know, like, oh God, like my, my son, but, <laughs> and then she, you know, it's like, she recently sent me like pictures because I, I would, um, just like a very amateur, uh, cartoonist, like just a mind, you know, I, I don't know if it's the left-handed thing or whatever, but I, you know, I would draw all these pictures and, and she would just send me and, uh, she sent me a bunch of stuff that she had when I was really young and it's just like, like a guy with a knife and, you know these these horror characters and stuff some were like nice but oh there was a lot like he's holding the head and the blood's coming out I'm like she's like and she, she's so funny she says uh uh you know uh you know a future filmmaker i'm like or a or a uh serial killer <laughs> <laughs> jesus so there is something about the morbid side of things in the in and death and 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 all that was just excited me and and I just took it, you know I I I did regular jobs but I uh, like I hear a lot of like artists talk about like you know they just you know it, sometimes like I even went to film school and then I stopped going to film school to go make a movie I'm like okay like uh, I I can't sit in class I need to just get out there and just try to make something you yeah. know and I didn't even have a script on my first one and so. It, so it's just like just get out there. I was just always very driven to just to like try to make it happen, figure it out. Uh, and now that I'm older, you know, I'm working with different uh, professionals and and sometimes even like a union style crew. Uh, I learned, you know, that uh, you know you really have to have all your ducks in a row because you know you, people have to be out and there's the time for lunch. And even if there's like a SAG thing, then it's like a union type of deal. So uh, that kind of stuff you know that you know it just it turns into a professional thing you know uh but back you know i still like to play you know but um but it, yeah i uh yeah it just uh you know now i'm too far in it to to quit so <laughs> it's like what else am i gonna do i'm right. 36 it's like just keep going in you know just right. keep keep trying to make movies and uh you know and uh hopefully it you know it pays off you know I'm interested to know because um, we interviewed somebody else a couple of weeks back and he is a, he's an editor um, by trade, but he grew up, you know, his mom was an editor and, you know, um, so she had, you know, stuff in the house that he could use to kind of learn how to do it himself. And he was, you know, always into horror. And so started, you know, shooting some stuff and editing, editing some stuff and the, the hobby, the passion then becomes the career. And I know for a lot of people, when the hobby becomes the career, it kind of fizzles out for them. They lose that passion or that that interest because, like you said, now you're not out there kind of running around with your friends, you know, having fun. It's 
working on union schedules and, you know, you're confounded to, you know, whatever restrictions by SAG and, you know, insurance companies, I would imagine, are involved in some way, shape or form. So, like, I can see where, like, a lot of, like, the, the dreary business side of it gets injected into the the hobby play passion and it can kind of over like be overbearing in that sense and so i'm wondering if you know how how do you kind of go around circumventing that how do you still find ways to kind of be passionate about what you do now that it's more a job than it was like you know a, a passionate hobby yeah no that's a good question it's uh no, I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about that. Like, I, I do like going, thinking about like, oh, man, it was just fun before, you know, and now it's like, you know, the sun's going down and the the crew hasn't eaten. And, you know, uh, and the DP is like, I'm out at this time. This is, you know, and, uh, and then like the last DP I worked with, like, I'm standing close to the camera. He's like, you got a monitor over here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know, like, I'm like, wow, you know, it's just like, and then I'm I'm working with the focus puller and I'm like, man, is this, you know, uh, you know, this is, is it always stressful? He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm like, God damn. So it's, uh, so I, you learn to, to understand, it's almost like you're understanding, okay, I'm growing. You're just growing because this is the biz. That's the biz. You know, it gets very demanding and uh and i i look at it like okay it's you know it's this is happening for a reason so i can build up a tolerance and then also still enjoy myself when you have you know problems on set uh from you know i i worked with ad he just left you know or uh some just people just leave or or things just go down or i was in the desert and there's a hailstorm all of a sudden so it's like and the power goes out you know and this uh probably like you know it's it's not like a big movie but like that was like maybe ten thousand dollars spent that day oh, you know, that's man. a lot of money you know and we're and the and the crew is like it's 16 hours but really they didn't work 16 hours but they're basically on the clock you know because we weren't really doing anything for a long time so the i got i got a whole camera crew that's that's upset and uh you know it, in my inner kid heart it's like you know i this isn't very fun you know i just <laughs> wanted to have fun yeah. so it's but it's i i just feel like it's really just growing and uh and then this on this last one was was just more fun i shot this short film in a day and everything went super smooth and uh that was the this movie called Thumper's Revenge. Yeah, I've been yeah, trying yeah. to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just an eight minute plus short film that that I I wanted to make and uh, kind of because I I was inspired by that Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey right and that movie like did insane numbers and so I thought I took my own approach to doing like a a Bambi thing so. But anyway, like that shoot was was super smooth and and fun, and uh, you know, and then I, I've been I've been uh, pushing myself with the acting too because I put myself in my last movie, and and then I put myself in this uh, Thumper movie, and I'm working with one of the main actors in it, and I'm, you know, and we're we're uh, 
we're working well together and it, it's that's building my confidence as an actor i'm like oh okay i'm you know because i know that i have uh i've always been a character you know doing characters i've done improv i've done a little bit of stand-up comedy so i know but i hadn't been i just been being behind the camera all the time and i'm like i just need to step up because i would write something and and i would think of like uh the guy who plays cannibal comedian aaron i'm like well yeah i could do that but hey he could just do it better i'll just have him do it you know <laughs> so you start to get go down that road and then all of a sudden you're not putting yourself in anything because you're thinking like oh this person's probably better for the part mm -hmm. but i just i shove myself in there and it's just like no i can i can do a character i can do i can do it well i can work on it and and you know and then so there's always these uh things happening where you're uh just uh, uh you know you're just learning and uh i don't know if i really answered your question but i talked a lot no no i i got <laughs> i got some good stuff there i started yeah i started no, no i um no i get i get where you're coming from and you know it's i think the answer to that question was doing little projects on the side like thumper's revenge that kind of remind you of like why you do what you do and why you put up with the stuff that you put up with sometimes when, you know, because it, it can be fun. Right. And it yeah, can be. Yeah. Creative. And, and also what I found with that was how uh, doing these, uh, the cannibal comedian and then area 5150 uh, and then doing this one day shoot and putting it all together. You know, obviously there's some help here and there and finding the locations and all the things that you need to make it happen, the crew and everything. But it all kind of came together flawlessly. And also on top of it, like uh, I, I experienced more of which I did Mangrove Slasher back in the day, but of being an actor and then being the director actor, you know, jumping in and out. But um, it was... Uh, I don't think I could have made that movie as smooth or as good as if, if I didn't make those two other movies. So I'm, so that's how, how I know I'm growing as a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, getting through all the, the chaos, you know, and getting out the other side and actually finishing movies. That's the biggest thing too, is uh, getting it finished. It's, it's so hard to finish a film. Well, uh, and, but it's not even finishing it, like finishing it where, you can stand it and and you did the best you could possibly do with this thing you know and you put all the heads together as as much i work with the uh my producer ryan james and he's he's always uh digging in and and he's like a mechanic you know well, what about this you know what do you think of this this and this and and we'll we'll uh we'll we'll fit you know we'll really get in there you know we don't i don't want to put out shit you know or crap you know, or, or run in the mill kind of stuff. I, I try to do it as best as I can, even if I don't have the budget. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think the important part, which is what most people will talk about is just, just starting, right. Just like you said, leaving the classroom and just no script. Let me just go out here and do something <laughs> yeah. because you can sit around and talk about something for a very long time and it's not going to do you any good unless you're actually out there doing it. And then, once you get a handle on it and, you know, you figure some things out, then you want to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're putting out stuff to the, stuff to the best of your ability and, and stuff that you makes you feel good to say, I am proud of what I put out there and however it lands, it lands. But like, I loved it. I think it's great. I think the rest of the world will too. Yeah. And it's when you make something, 
you you've done it you've done it you put it out that means you can do it again because there's this thing that happens too that's just like wow how did that even happen how did i do that you know it's just like <laughs> there was there was a point where I, we were shooting 5150 and uh and i'm i got a walkie and i'm directing a helicopter pilot coming down i'm like okay yeah yeah come down now and then you know and i'm directing and then the next day i'm like i'm at home with my finger up my ass like what do i do now <laughs> you know like so it's like it's crazy like it's so it's you really uh yeah you almost don't even believe it happened but what happened what for me is uh it does get a little bit easier because you you got through it and you did it so so you know that it can happen again. You yeah. know that you can figure it out and and it, it, you can you can make another film and it starts to be it get a little bit easier. Yeah, I got you. Like anything probably. I mean, I can relate. I mean, Matt and I started this podcast just as a way of like two friends. I mean, we've known each other for 20 plus years, but we're separated by, you know, over 100 miles and in, in circumstance and so we don't get to see each other all that often. So it's a it was a good way for us to like just always do what we did which is watch you know horror movies and drink and you know just talk about them you know and so we started doing it on tape and then we started doing it on video and then we started editing stuff and splicing in scenes from movies and and we abandoned our youtube channel because it was just from an editing perspective took ages to put stuff together um but now that we're doing it we kind of started over doing it on spotify as audio only like we started off just talking about movies and now here I am, here we are talking to real life movie directors and real life <laughs> film editors. And it's like, this is awesome. You know, this that that progression you're talking about. I can see we can see how we're kind of yeah. getting better at it and wanting to to uh, replicate it and, you know, just keep doing it. So it does suck when, you you know, you're spending six hours a day kind of piecing it all together. But it's the it's the process that that we really enjoy so i yeah. can totally relate there's another thing too that i had to learn that i i always see well not always but i i've seen recently like with new filmmakers and they'll be doing too much and like a guy's up on a ladder like he's got a grip he's got someone to do that he's he's doing this he's over here he's that and that's and i was like that with mangrove slasher like i didn't know how to delegate and I was like doing makeup and I was running over here and then I was, uh, and then I was doing like blood effects and, and it was cool and everything, but I remember someone, I don't remember what person it was, um, but they're like, dude, you're like running all over the place. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, because I was like exhausted. Yeah. And, uh, and so I've learned to delegate. But sometimes I've learned to delegate too much where I don't have anything to do. <laughs> I got someone <laughs> editing. I got someone doing sound. It's great. But then it's like, okay, I guess I could just start writing something. There you go. You know, so, so, but, but it's a, you know, that's a, a, uh, quality problem. Yeah. Uh, but, I but I do, it. yeah, I do focus more on, uh, the, the job, you know, like, okay, I'm directing. Yes. I'm producing too. So. Uh, sometimes I'll have to deal with whatever's going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I try to, you know, and then I'll have a producer that can let me just go direct and work with the actors because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to be moving things around and 
Uh, I mean, sometimes I'll move like set dress around, whatever. I, I, I enjoy that process and set design, but uh, that's a, that's a thing that I see with the, with the brand new filmmakers that they're, they're all over the damn place. Yeah, I, well, and I think it, it hurts the product though. At the end of the day, it'll hurt. Like you're not focusing on the actors, you know, and right. you're focusing, sometimes people are focusing on the camera. Like, uh, look at this camera. Well, you know, is the script good? Is the, is the acting good? Is the, is the, is the lighting, is the design, like the, is the whole atmosphere, you know, is it some, I mean, I, I like to, I like to play in, uh, I go, I go all the way, like, like in a way, what I mean is like, we shot in an abandoned house and we took it over and we were able to like saw through the walls and, and this place was, you know, filthy. I mean, we cleaned it up enough, but then, and we, uh, we shot all through it, you know, and I think it gives it a, like if you see like the trailer for fifty one fifty, it looks creepier because you're in this, and not even creepier. It gives a uh, authentic feel to like you got this mutant uh, hill hillbilly like uh, like uh, you know Leatherface character like sitting in this like real actual abandoned house. Like it gives. It gives a different vibe than if you're on like a studio set, and right? They, you know, like Insidious or something, and they, you can tell it's the Hollywood like uh, <laughs> torn up walls, right? Like yeah, Hollywood style. <laughs> you know, everything's real big and open, and everything's huge, which it's great, you know. But it's uh, I like I like uh, <laughs> like we, I mean we're shoot we were shooting in high desert a lot for uh or for a Cannibal Comedian and Fifty One Fifty like. But I think it, it gives a real vibe to to, to the, at the end of the day when you're when you're doing that. And I always shoot all my B roll. I'll go out, you know. I'll get. Uh, I worked with a, a, a reptile guy, and we went out with the tarantulas and snakes and everything. And I'm shooting all that stuff because I'll see that too. Is people even big movies will use like uh, B roll like uh, that's not even from from their film. Like they bought it. You know, you can get like stock. Oh yeah, stuff. I know. <laughs> You'll see that. <laughs> yeah. So I I try to stay away from that. Keep it organic. It doesn't feel right. It's if it's not yours, you know. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. You've talked a lot about some of the movies you've done and some of the movies that are upcoming. Um, I I think I know the order of operations. Mangrove Slasher Two. First yeah. first thing you did right. Yeah. That well, I did a movie called Swamp Zombie. Uh, when I was like. 13 14 in upstate new york mm. uh that's like 30 minutes uh that one i never uh it's it's not online or anything uh i had my whole family in it same deal so that was the start of it uh and then yeah yeah and then i i made a mangrove slasher 2 and there's no you can't find the first one and it's uh, so funny because um <laughs> when we when matt and i launched our youtube channel we started with episode two and I had a oh, friend of nice. mine. Yeah. We had a friend of ours reach yeah. out and they were, they were like, Hey, where's episode one? We're like lost. buried deep away, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're never gonna the lost, the lost episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping the uh, mangrove slasher two kind of fell in that, that same regime there. Cause I was, yeah, I can appreciate that. <laughs> He's back and thirsty for revenge. Yeah. You know? And then my DP used to say it's a prequel. He would say that. Uh, 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then we, we were thinking if we ever made another one, it would be Mangrove Slasher Part 5. Yes. Just, like, really get into it, you know? Yeah. Like adjacent, you know? Okay, um, so but... so I have to ask you, because it's, it's coming up, <laughs> it's bubbling up again. Um, that whole thing you just said kind of reminds me of the way that the the guys behind Thanksgiving kind of handled oh, yeah, 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 that whole sure. release. Mm-hmm. And watching Big Top Evil, there was a couple parts where I was like, I got things killing vibes. And then there was a scene where um, I forget the name of the the trio, but the female, she like looks at this girl and she's wearing like a low cut shirt. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Nice tits, bitch. And I was like, yeah, that's from Things Killing. That's got to be a direct quote from Things Killing. So I got to ask, was that a Things Killing quote? It's not a Things Killing quote. <laughs> It was, and I don't know if that was in the script, but we we thought that was funny. But what's but thanks killing did come out around like the Mangrove Slasher two time, and then we were shooting some of Big Top Evil, so I was I was a big fan of that movie. Got it. Uh, so yeah, there could have been some sort of thing subliminally going Maybe. on. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I liked yeah yeah I liked that vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say they they notice the Rob Zombie in Big Top Evil. There's definitely and the House we got of a Thousand Phil, Corpses stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bill Mosley's in it too. So yeah, which yeah. was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. I you know I'm I'm happy with that movie. You know, looking back at that one because that movie we were we started shooting like 2013 or 2012. It didn't oh, wow. come out till 2019. Yeah. So that that's how difficult this can be <laughs> dang that's a long time man <laughs> yeah yeah so finally finished it and got a worldwide release on it and that was amazing that was the first time getting through that process and then uh uh making cannibal comedian you know i moved out to la from florida that's where we made uh most of the big top evil and then finished it out here uh i started uh just working as a pa like on big sets and uh i started learning like what like I didn't go to film school, so that was that was sort of my film school too. Was oh, that's a grip, that's a swing, that's you know. I, I didn't even. I think I only knew cinematographer and director. Like mm. I didn't even. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know the positions or or uh, or uh, forget the other thing. But uh, uh, so when I um, yeah yeah, so I I learned there and I, I just kind of took that whatever that hollywood machine is how they do that and i and i applied that to making cannibal comedian and that movie is much well put together film sounds better looks better better story i got better at writing everything is better uh but when i do look at big top evil i enjoy it more now because it's kind of got like an exploitation kind of like grungy you know rednecky circus thing going on yeah I really like and then this cannibal comedian is all shot out in the high desert in the middle of nowhere so mm-hmm. there's two different looks you got the swampy florida with the beachy and then and then the same thing with area 5150 it was all shot out in the desert other than some soundstage stuff like in a sci-fi set yeah um but yeah yeah so i have it's it's funny i have the two that are floor very florida and then two that are very like uh, desert california yeah kind of vibes so totally different vibes. So so what's the like when did the idea for for 5150 come to you cuz 
Uh, well, I guess I could ask the same question about Big Top Evil, right? Because you do Man Mangrove Slasher too, and then, um, and then we see Big Top Evil. So I'm just, I'm wondering, like, you know, where you get some of the ideas for some of the things that you're doing, and how long that process kind of takes to go from pen and paper to you know film and sound. Yeah, uh, it's uh, so obviously after uh, Mangrove Slasher two. Okay, so we. We sold out the uh, Sarasota Film Festival all three nights. It was crazy. Nice. And, like, you could smell weed in the theater. And <laughs> it was just a party. And then across the street, we were on the radio. And we had, like, uh, we called them mangrove slashies. There were slushies with alcohol in them. And it was like, and nice. I also had um, a special effects guy come out and do slit necks for the victims. And we had a guy that played the slasher running through the theater, running all around. Dude, that's uh, so much fun. It was awesome. And so I, I got a lot of hype. And I was on the front paper of the news and everything like that. And then that's that's when uh, we uh, you know we had worked with uh, we we shot on uh, her um, my producer Sharon Carroll's beach, and she had like this little private area beach, and she got involved with the film. And so then uh, the big top evil idea it was first called Cirque du Slay. And it really just came from, I knew that I wanted to do a horror movie, but it came from like, like the Robert Rodriguez thing. I think he says, it's like, use what you have. So Sarasota is all circus. There's circus. It's where John Ringling has his mansion and, oh, wow. and all this, all the, uh, like the Walendas and all the big circus acts live in Sarasota. So they got like different, uh, circuses. Even some of these performers have high wires in their backyards and so uh i was like okay we got to make like a circus horror film yeah you know, i grew up with circus and everything and and uh i don't want i was like i don't want to make them monsters because everyone's making these monsters with the with the you know fang teeth and you know the big prosthetics i was like i want to go old school like this emmett kelly he was like the original hobo clown with the sad clown and i want to go like back to that like back to the 50s style clowns and so so that was the start of it and then i probably quickly thought of like okay that was when the walking dead and all the zombie stuff which is still going but it was pretty big then uh i was like okay i don't you know i don't want to do the zombie thing let's let's make them cannibals <laughs> let's make these clowns cannibals so they're not quite zombies but you lock them up you don't feed them yeah and, they uh, get hungry yeah, they get hungry like a zombie, so you can you can play it off that. And I hmm. I just thought that was like kind of a new different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, a little just I'm always trying to be a little bit different. And uh, so yeah, we got that going. And then uh, area fifty one fifty, and then cannibal comedian and cannibal clowns. I love stand up comedy. That wasn't that hard to figure out. And <laughs> I had and I had done stand up comedy, so I. I had understood the process and how brutal that can be. And, and, uh, you know, it's like this cannibal's life is brutal. Stand up is brutal. And then it started coming to me like, like, Oh, they always say like, I slaughtered tonight on stage and off stage, you know, like <laughs> that's how he, you know, so he's got a lot of these jokes, but it's like, Oh yeah, that kind of, that worked in that world. And, uh, that came about. And then 5150, I started to get obsessed with watching these videos. There's not a lot of them, but there's these people that go uh, um, through the perimeter, like they'll drive past into Area 51, and uh, there's there there used to not like be a gate. There was just like signs and stuff, 
and these guys that are um, perimeter patrol, like they dress in uh, army attire, but they're just security outside the uh, the base, and uh, apparently they can shoot you if you go in. You know, it says deadly force authorized if you if you enter into Area Fifty One, and so these people would go in, and then they they get guns, you know. Guns uh, come out on Drawn them. And, in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, man, that would be cool. Like maybe like a podcaster. It's like a, a big, uh, you know, Area 51 conspiracy, like alien guy, you know, uh, wants to take his friends out to the, you know, the border. And uh, and then, but what if uh, these army guys uh, were dressing up like them and they actually just kidnapped them at the border? And, uh, and what if these people were fucking like Texas chainsaw family type people? (laughs) So, so then, and then we tied up with area 51 where like the, his name's big daddy of the, of the, of the cannibal family. He's, he used to work at area 51. So he knows the lead scientist over there who's, who's experimenting on aliens. And, and so then we have this whole, uh, you know, tie in with, with, uh, with the aliens sci-fi and the texas chainsaw hills have eyes kind of yeah. thing but that but the idea came from just watching those videos and then nice yeah yeah so well so okay because because now <laughs> so i'm thinking you got um big top evil you got bill mosley on there how do you land that i meet him at uh spooky empire and funny story is uh i i was working at a barbecue place in sarasota at the time part-time and uh paul rubens peewee aka peewee herman Mm -hmm. lives in his front or he's got a place in sarasota he used to work for my uncle he came in we started talking i told him i was a filmmaker and and then uh we started chatting a little bit and then he's like oh you might want to talk to this guy he sees Bill Mosley in LA. I'm still in Florida. And he goes, you might want to talk to Bill Mosley. Uh, Cause I ran into him at like at the gym and uh, you know, you know, maybe like talk to him, maybe be in your movie or something like that. So, so now I got a name to drop when I go to spooky empire. <laughs> I'm like, so Paul Rubens. Yeah. So yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah. And then, uh, and that you know the rest is history we you know he flew down because he went back to la and then he flew down for the day and we we shot with him so uh, he he did all his stuff in one day yeah yeah nice yeah, yeah i was dude and i remember um i <laughs> i made this joke in a couple episodes back on our show um where i i met bill mosley at um creepy con in february and um you know i'd ask for an autograph and i not an autograph but an interview like a quick like not even like an interview interview but just like hey can i talk with you on mic for a couple minutes but i i know he's you know um known to not do those like and not in a bad way i get it you know um it is what it is and i didn't want to you know some friends of mine were like oh you should have asked you should have you know whatever and i was like I don't, I don't want to bug him like that. You know, I don't need Otis from house of a thousand corpses mad at me, you know? And, um, uh, but he seems like a really cool guy and I enjoy most of everything he does. We just did a review on a movie called, uh, boar, which he was also in. Need to see that. Yeah. Oh, boar's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, 
so yeah uh, another podcast i follow they had just done a review on house of a thousand corpses so like the last two weeks has been real bill mosley rich uh <laughs> coming into this interview but That's cool you know looking at your stuff i also see that for area 5150 you also have uh, felicia rose on there and i was like yeah okay gotta ask about that how does that happen and uh, vernon wells uh yes it's in my notes yeah, yeah both of them yep uh, so Felissa Rose happened through a friend of mine at the uh, Monster. That's not Monster Con. One of the cons. Uh, so many of those. North... <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so many. He's in North. He's in uh, North Carolina. He liked Bill, or uh, he liked Big Top Evil, and we had started uh, talking, and uh, he literally messaged me and said. Hey, do you want Felissa Rose in your movie? Oh my god! I was like, yeah, that would be great. Let me figure out something because we shot most of it. <laughs> if it makes sense, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, it, and it did because we had the scene that we 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 had another person in mind, uh, but I, I, I it worked out way better with Felissa Rose, and uh, yeah, we went from there. And then on top of that. Uh, my producer Ryan also had been work had worked with her too, so it was really easy. You know, uh, the relationship started really because we already had mutual friends and everything. So, shot with her for the day, and then Vernon Wells came about through Felissa. We we had a meeting with Felissa, and uh, I think I don't remember. I can't remember exactly. We were. We were talking Vernon Wells. She's like, want, want me to get him on the phone? Oh my God. I'm like, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she gets him on the speaker and we talk about 5150 and about a character that we wanted him to play. And uh, that, yeah. And then we got him. So you started. already had, uh, so the character wasn't so much for him, but you had one he could fill. Uh, we, we had some plot uh, holes that we needed. And uh, one of them was like, so we, we had this, it was just a little, it wasn't working. We had a, a situation where you, the, the crew or whatever, the, the, the podcaster, uh, they, they need to, it's, it's the same old, same old where they go to the gas station and then they take them the wrong way or whatever, but they, but they can't figure out where area 51 is. And they go to this, uh, to this restaurant, which is, uh, it's called ET's eatery and it's all, uh, you know, uh, alien themed and everything like that. And, uh, and then, uh, they meet someone, someone's like, Hey, you, you, you want to get there? Area 51. I, you know, I know a guy or whatever. And then, so Vernon Wells is, is a character in the film that like helps them, helps them. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he, he's, he's a character in this old West, uh, abandoned, uh, ghost town. And uh, it, it was a perfect time, too, because it's like you you always need these like characters that like kind of because he's a big character and it's like the, the set them off. You know, I, I, I sort of did it with uh, Jay LaRose and Big Top Evil, where they stop at the place. and They're like, you don't want to go there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, da, yeah, da, da. Yeah. You know, it's just it's that th these are critical moments, I feel like, in the road on the road kind of slasher movies. You mm -hmm. know, you need these big uh big uh big characters yeah big colorful characters animated so. yeah 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 uh, you see in cartoons it's just <laughs> it's just one of those things 
So that was missing. Uh, there's a chunk missing, and and on top of that, we were able to shoot in this ghost town for free. So we were we were also trying to figure out how do we use that, you know, and make sense. And it and it and it took a lot of work, and it was like ten rewrites on this damn scene damn. Uh, to figure out. And, and but we finally came together. Like it was it was kind of hellish trying to figure out, mm. you know, and not being like uh, like all right you you have access to a bowling alley a ghost town and this and that it's like whoa like it's gonna make sense for the movie you know you have to because when i was younger i'd be like oh that's awesome we'll use them all because <laughs> <laughs> they're all awesome yeah but you really had to like get down and try to figure out like how how it's how it's gonna make sense and work in the movie and so it it also it not only works in the movie it brings production value kind of early in the film so it's that's always nice too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot with three different DPs on that damn movie, and it's it's like because we shot in different times. Mm. Like we did the first shoot, and then uh, a year later we did the second shoot. We damn, came up with some more later. money, damn. and then we did it. Yeah, and then we did an Indiegogo, in uh, I think eight months or something. I forget. Later we shot again, nice. and now we finally have. We have a movie now, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. I mean, even with the script, the script was like ninety pages, but then all of a sudden, your your material is you're lit. You're missing so much here and there, and it's not looking the same as it did on the script. And you know, you're down to a seventy minute movie. You're like, oh fuck, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, yeah. It's a, it's never it's never easy at all. Like, it's uh, but it's you know it. Uh, like I said in the beginning, like there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> there's nothing else like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I, play all the I, I play music and everything, but like there's, you know, I'm I'm pretty much all in, you know, it's it's not like a quitting. There there might be periods like I say like where I put my guitar down for a while and not pick it up, but I always pick it back up. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. So when when can we see? I, I know when we first started talking on Instagram, um, we were talking about um, cannibal comedian, and you were saying that you were still looking for distribution. Is that still the case? That is still the case. Yeah, because Big Top Evil was, uh, you know, my first rodeo of like getting distribution. So it was very green, and distribution uh distributors like that <laughs> they like you very green so they can uh take advantage you know, yeah take advantage it's like That's an old hard. an old an old lady going in to see a mechanic for oil change they're like oh you need a new transmission yeah you need yeah. some uh, blinker fluid <laughs> yeah yeah so got through that i don't want to go through that again also you know the indie world is is really difficult because these uh distributors they uh, not only like take advantage, but they they you know they they got to make money too. So I understand that, but uh, but yeah, there's we're, we're just trying to find a home where like someone actually like likes the movie and like cares about it a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Not because we're going through this process right now. It's just like they'll take it on, but they don't care if they don't take it on at all. Yeah. And there's just like you know you gotta 
I feel like this has 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 substance. This movie, it's it's different. It's it's funny. It's uh, it's it's a good story, and it you know, and there's good horror in it. Uh, completely original. Uh, you know, my producer Ryan, he talks about he's like this thing's got legs. Like, you know, you know, you get a bigger budget on another one, and you do cannibal comedians, and uh, <laughs> and just keep the, keep that ball rolling because I think we got a good slasher, a good a good. Uh, uh, and, and Aaron Prager, who plays plays that character, is phenomenal in it. Like nice. he he steals the show, and he's in almost every scene. He's he's a he's like an unknown lead actor, you know, basically. That uh, so yeah, we're just we're trying to find the right home. Long story, yeah. And is, uh, is that it's, the, it's is that yeah. the same for fifty one fifty? Fifty one fifty is in post, so we're we're still cutting that, and. Uh, that one I feel like is going to be a little bit easier to sell. I've 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 gotten a lot more emails through like from distributors and salespeople wanting to see it. Uh, probably because it's got the sci-fi and the horror element, and it seems a little bigger. It's bigger production. You got some big names in it too. Yeah, yeah, and and the name is good. Yeah. Uh, Cannibal comedians more, you know, intimate, and uh, but uh, but it's a strong. I I feel good about. It. I think it's a it's a pretty strong i mean it's it's better than big top evil and then it's funny is like big top evil is like crazy and like 50 locations all these crazy clowns and characters uh and then uh cannibal comedians more uh intimate like i said not that many characters not that many locations you're like living with this guy watching tv with him eating dinner with him like it's like very personal you're in his his domain yeah so we shot it that way too and and you feel for him and it's 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 almost there's like very dramatic stuff in it too so it's it's really all over the place and um and the 5150 is more like big top evil with the big production and you know we got helicopters and uh, we got a truck or no car that flips and chainsaws and you know just Tons of locations, tons of crazy characters. Nice. The thing that with Fifty One Fifty that's different is, you know, like we really did a much better job on the script, and and I'm a better filmmaker since then. So, but it's got the the more back to the to the all the craziness, like yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you know, which which I like. It's like it's it's like a circus, like a three ring circus, nice. basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think that one. I think that one will do do good but uh yeah that you know we're just trying to get cannibal comedian out there and because i want to premiere it i want to be done with it i mean not done <laughs> with it but just uh let's let's get it out there put it behind you yeah you know move yeah, on yeah, to the yeah. next thing a little bit yeah yeah I get yeah. It. yeah do you ever do you ever host like um private screenings for this stuff even though it's waiting for distribution can you even like i don't know how it works so can you even do that well, we have put it in uh, diff- or submitted through some different film festivals, and a couple of them have said yes, and we still were like, okay, well, we probably don't want to premiere it there because then you lose your world premiere or your or your your main premiere. And we were talking like, oh, do we just make it a sneak peek or something? But we want to make sure like the distributor, you know, they may want to premiere it, or you don't want to. Um, you don't want to, you know, cut yourself uh, short. What's the word? Like, put it, have it out there, like at some little convention, and then you, 
like you could have got it in like a uh, scream fest or something or like something big right. bigger you right. know uh yeah so blow your wad is the <laughs> you, it's all right our audience can take it it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah we haven't premiered it yet yeah uh, I'm but, looking forward to that stuff, man, especially the way thanks, you talk man. about it. Like it, it just makes me more excited to see those things. So I'm looking forward to the day that I can, you know, pay my money and go and check them out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're in the area too. So we'll, we'll definitely have some sort of LA premiere or, uh, or a premiere at a festival or something. Yeah. It's there's going to be on the big screen and it's going to be, there's awesome. a, there's a movie theater here in town and it's a one screen theater it's like 300 people, super small. Um, when I first moved here, it was abandoned. Like, the, it was just closed. And so, you know, the idea always crept into my mind, like, I would totally love to own a movie theater, you know? Um, but the the residence here, it's more of an older vibe crowd, you know? Like, we're prob- me and my wife are probably, like, one of the youngest couples on our block. And so... I don't think the draw in this little city would be that appealing for people, but somebody, um, you know, the area has been up and coming and, you know, somebody in the industry moved here and is retired and had some expendable cash. So they bought the theater and they're renovating it and they're, they're putting some money into it. And so the idea popped into my head, which was, you know, how cool would it be to like have Sean show something here or, you know, just do something just, you know, to bring, cause there's a huge horror fan base almost everywhere you go. And for mm-hmm. us out here, we don't really have as much as you would directly in LA. It's a little bit of a drive for us and we can make it, but we don't have anything that's kind of our own. So the idea of like bringing those types of things here was kind of appealing. So, um, yeah. So, you know, uh, private little small family-based movie theater and thought of you for some reason oh yeah (laughs) hell yeah yeah that that sounds cool i mean people are you know people will drive out especially if it's something fun and different and yeah 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 they'll they'll go everywhere the horror people my the way my brain works is like (laughs) okay sean can sean can show a movie at the theater we can reach out to a couple of the vendors we know on instagram to like come and like you know vend there we know horror themed um bartenders and i don't know i just start i start like putting it all together in my head but i still don't feel like i have like the resources or reach to put that stuff all together but like you said it's just a matter of like going out there and doing something and just see what happens you know yeah yeah and there, i think of wayne's world if you build it they will come <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> As yeah. Either. So, yeah, man. So, um, you know, you talked about it a little bit as well, but what do you do for fun when you're not working? I, what do I do for fun? I, uh, lately I smoke cigars. Oof. <laughs> On purpose? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I took that habit up like a couple of years ago, but, uh, I, uh, I go over, there's this, uh, lounge here in, uh, in Glendale and, uh, and they'll have the UFC fights or some of the games. So I've been doing that lately. And then, uh, that's a good question, man. What do I, I, we're in a band. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do have a band and also, uh, I'm married and I have a four year old son and 
and uh you know we we went camping like a month ago and uh we're going uh we're going again in a couple months so nice. we like to tra- travel a little bit too so that's that's a lot of fun uh but um yeah yeah i mean just yeah jamming or just just playing guitar you know if if i'm not doing much then just like writing some music or something uh, but everything I do, like even with that, I'm like, I'm writing a hit song now, or I'm writing, this has got to be a full song, you know? So mm. it's, it's kind of hard to noodle, but I, I, I can noodle a little bit and, uh, and it's almost like meditative. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to write a song right now. <laughs> just, just noodle and just, just like relax. Uh, uh, but I also, I also enjoy, you know, I do these like, uh, it's even on like YouTube, like these 20, 30 minute meditations and stuff like that. I really nice. enjoy that. And then lately also, I've just been going out with my camera and just, uh, just shooting random stuff too. So yeah. I got to stay ask, busy. What kind of oh, camera? podcast, podcast too. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever is going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of camera you got? Uh, I have it right here. Actually. It's a, it's a black magic, um, cinema pocket camera very nice and uh 4k it's 4k raw it's like great camera nice so they we're calling it the poor man's red (laughs) those reds are impressive man yeah yeah this this camera uh holds up too nice those red cameras yeah so yeah i'm more the um the the techophile like i don't mind you know doing the podcast and but you know i like the behind the scenes stuff. I like the editing. I, when we started doing the YouTube channel, doing the video editing, like that became a small passion of mine. Just, I taught myself how to use vinyl cut pro and learning how to, you know, do transitions and just all kinds of things and watching it all come together. And so it's really kind of opened my eyes to how much of the story and the movie, like as a final product is created in that editing booth because you can shoot all the things and you can have all the great actors and like the director can orchestrate all of that stuff. But also at the same time, if it's not edited correctly and put together in the right sequences, it can, it can mean the difference between like a blockbuster and a flop. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right on. It even seems, you know, and I noticed it the most actually the other time we shot, we shot a, uh the thumper's revenge in a day right like 12 straight hours we we shot it all and you know and then hardcore it it was like a week or two of editing so right there is like (laughs) 14 days versus one day yeah you know so (laughs) yeah it's a lot more work yeah oh yeah a lot of work 100 percent yeah yeah and we're still fine-tuning i just had my other producer look at it and when we got on, I was like, oh, God, he's got a bunch of notes. And we were like <laughs> thinking it was picture locked. And uh, I, you know, and I, I, uh, most of his stuff are great notes too, you know, so. Nice. It's like, okay, all right, we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, the editing is huge, man. Um, yeah, that's, I, there's moments that you can find too that you're like, it was like, we had already uh, uh, 
right before you know it, it, the the cameras are still rolling and we haven't cut yet and maybe we're talking or something like that and there's moments an actor looks or does a thing you're like oh use that you know and it's there's 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 things that you use too you know yeah uh, that can work uh I, i'm just thinking of a thumper thing that we did do like where he like looks straight into the camera lens and i think i just told i told him like look this way or something we use that shot for something nice and it and it works it's, and we needed it yeah it's like yeah see if there's anything in there that we can we use yeah. that wasn't supposed to be in the film i can't tell you how many <laughs> times i've watched like a behind the scenes you know on whatever and you know the director or the actor's like oh this was totally unscripted and wasn't even a part of the original plan and like Somebody just went off and started doing something and then it worked and we're like, let's keep it, put it in, move on. It's like, that's, I think that's a kind of a telltale sign of like when you, when you have that, that ability to kind of be yourself on set and, and just kind of, you know, have a good time and let it kind of shine through that, then, you know, you can capture some really good stuff. Yeah. And keep those cameras rolling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the takeaway there. <laughs> yeah, I that made me think of back with uh, my first one, and we were doing some improv stuff, and he's like, "I already cut." I'm like, "What are we, what are we doing here?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, but that's that's a long time ago. Nice. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, making sure everyone feels very comfortable on set is a, a huge deal, especially because I so I'm sometimes working with someone that's. I liked that maybe isn't doing a lot of acting, but I think that they would be great. And uh, those people, you got to definitely be very delicate and, and also, you know, just, you know, just make everyone feel like we're here making movies. This is awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good vibe, good energy most of the time. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing because uh yeah, and I just keep learning, you know, just listening to these big directors. Yeah. I actually like listening to, like, the Quentin Tarantinos and stuff like that. And just things that, like, there's different ones. Like, Steven Spielberg likes to sit in Video Village and watch it like it's a movie. And then Quentin Tarantino's like, I can, you know, I don't know if he said this, but, like, he, you know, it's I can watch the movie at the movies. You know, I want to be next to the actor, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, and I found my, you know, I found that I like to do both, like run back, like look at the shot and then then be kind of close to the actor. The last camera guy didn't like me close to him, so I had to go back to the monitor. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you got a monitor right here. I'm like, yeah, but all right. Uh, he just didn't like me over his, over his shoulder, I guess. Yeah. But that's like the old school. Those are those pictures, you know, with the camera guy and the, yeah, and yeah, the director's yeah, like this yeah, pointing. Yeah. This guy did not like it. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pull rank. Like, you know who I am, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, he was just so like snappy that I was like, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> we get the monitor closer, you know. Uh, but I realized that after. That's what's funny. Like next time I would just like talk to him. I'm like, I like being close to the actors. Yeah. I like being close to the camera, you know, or I won't work with him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. The the DP and the and the director are two. You know, it's two different worlds, man. You got to one hundred percent kind of. If you have a vision and he's not seeing it, you gotta you gotta push forward with it, and uh, 
And I think in the beginning too, I, I would, uh, I got like someone would be like, I got an idea, or I got, I, I would say, I got an idea, and they say, I got a better idea. So it's like, okay, well, all right, well, yeah, that idea is good. Let's try both. Yeah, you know, right. and, and, and you know it. Unless we're like really running out of time, but it's we're in a good stage where it's all digital. Doesn't matter. We let's try both ways out. Yeah, it's not like uh, you're burning film. Yeah, 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 not burning film. But I, but I, but lately I, I found myself in a in a great spot. Um, I don't know when uh, bigger producers or you know whenever that happens, whenever, uh, which you know cross my fingers like the Blumhouse people see you know want to do something with me or something like that. Uh, but right now I, I'm pulling rank, like I'm, I'm the director producer and I run the show. So, uh, I, I put my foot down at, at one point because I remember when I was younger, I would, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that. So, and then I, and then all of a sudden I'm not having fun this at all. Like I'm not enjoying this process that this is my passion. So it's like, okay, let's, we got to start over here, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's so much learning. It's just, it's constantly learning, even on set, you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's great. It's, uh, yeah, I, I hope, I hope, you know, we have another script that we want to do and, uh, you know, I want to get, try to get a bigger budget and, uh, well, that was, that was yeah. going to be my question, yeah. right? Cause you got, yeah. um, cannibal comedian kind of looking for distribution. You're in post with 5150 thumpers revenge just got picture locked. So you know, is that is that kind of like, all right, let me balance what I have on my plate at the moment, or is it like, okay, kind of progressional? What's the next thing as these other wheels are spinning? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're really getting into my head now because that's, that's <laughs> that, no. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly. Yeah. That's how I think. And it's uh, yeah. I reached out to uh, 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 Stephen who helped uh, uh, polish uh, Cannibal Comedian. He's a great writer. And I uh, reached out to see if he wanted to jump in on this new idea. We already had some pages written. Uh, Mark Cerulli, who co-wrote the Area 5150 movie with me, is uh, was helping with, with this new idea, too. So we just have to – it's really all up to me, like, to just get focused and uh, and know that, you know, because you know, writing is, is very difficult for me. Like, Mark, he can just sit down and just start writing. You know, he's a real writer. Like, for me to focus, I have to step into a whole different mindset, you know, and and really, uh, you know, put pen to paper. But for me, it's just a final draft on the computer. Mm. But uh, the idea and some pages are written. The outline, rough outline, is, is all put together. And both guys are interested in helping. So it's just like just doing it, like just – you know, making the time and, and start focusing on it. Cause uh, I've talked about it with other people. They think it's a great idea. I, I, it hasn't been done yet. It's another one. That's like a, you know, like a, a weird one. That's surprising that it hasn't been done yet. <laughs> you know, it's a, um, I won't say much about it, but it's a, like a, it's more in the, um, the music side. It's a, like a rock and roll horror comedy. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, I was saying it's it's Wayne's World meets Saw. Okay, <laughs> nice. I like both those things. So awesome. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was I was just taking like one of those you know fun 
the yeah like that Wayne's World type comedy and and mixing it with the with the horror. Nice. And and so yeah, so that's that's the next one, and uh, yeah, but I need a I need a real budget. I need a real producer. But then you know it comes comes to like, are they going to be trying to tell you what to do? You know, because I'm in a stage right now. I I I run the show, so it's 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 kind of right. nice. Yeah. But you you the hardest part is the the budget. You don't have budget. So. Right. <laughs> so it's like yeah money thing. always seems to kind of complicate things yeah that's a bummer <laughs> well with a you know with everything kind of in you know all those other things kind of coming to fruition hopefully you know relatively soon those things get picked up and get the right level of attention and you know with that comes the availability of the bigger budget and you know the better availability to do a lot more other things so yeah yeah I, that's why i hope because big top people's you know, we shot that so long ago and then it came out in 2019. So I'm ready to, I need to release a new project, you yeah. know? And then what's great is Area 5150 will be on its tail. So right. hopefully, I don't know if that will be released this year, 5150, but Cannibal definitely, and definitely like early, by early next year, 5150. So it'll be kind of a back-to-back -back thing at least. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope uh, you know, the, the fans and, and we build some, sort of cult thing with a cannibal comedian uh i mean you know you look at art the clown and terrifier and and, and what those guys did and uh you know and uh, my producer uh, also is friends with those guys and worked with them and so and he talks about that like i said before this movie's got legs the character is original it's it's a good it's a good uh concept and everything so you know you just never know um Seems like the distributors don't quite see it that way yet. Uh, some of them liked it. I, I've been told no. I've gotten yeses, but like I said too, they they don't. They're like they'll take it on, but they don't really care if they don't take it on. Yeah. So you got to see some love. Yeah, you want just, someone who's like excited about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Texas Chainsaw meets stand-up comedy. Like, yeah, it's, come on. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, I got and the poster. I saw. Yeah, I seen. I saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a fun movie, and uh, and no one's ever done it before. No, and there's not a lot of stand-up horror films, right? So, so we want to dip into the stand-up comedy world too. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah, man. So, well, I'm pulling for you, man. Where where can Thanks, everybody bro. find you? Uh, yeah, I am on uh, Instagram a lot. So Sean S E A N underscore Heights H A I T Z. Also Twitter is uh, at Sean Bloody Heights, Ooh, and then. And then the uh, Facebook is Sean Heights. Nice. Yeah, so I'm just nice. on those three, and I you, I post more probably on the the Instagram. So it updates on my movies, and then um, all my uh, uh, ads or whatever with my right. you can uh, link search to my movies on my Instagram. Yeah. So on, okay. in the bio. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Glad to you know get to know you a little bit better and. You know, I'm excited to see everything that's coming out. So, you know, if the, hopefully I don't have to wait too long to see um, Cannibal Comedian. But uh, I hope soon. Soon. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd love yeah, to yeah, see soon. it whenever I can, you know, whenever I can. So. All right, man. Well, I let can, me know about the movie theater, too. Yeah. I'm going to make some <laughs> phone calls and see what happens. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So. Sounds good. All right. All right, cool. man. I'll let you get to it, man. Have a great <laughs> night. We'll talk later. All right. Bye. All right. See bye. You. All right. Later. <laughs> bye.